Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. So I am just absolutely, completely delighted <laughs> to introduce my guest today. Um, her name is Allie Monday. And, you know, here's what you need to know about Allie. I have been a fangirl of hers for multiple years, okay? and. She's been on my list of people, like dream podcast guests for several months. And finally, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I have got to reach out to her. Um, and it's funny because, um, so her business is called Lady Groove, which I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Um, but I just learned her name when I reached out to her because I, like, I just, you know, I just have always, uh, thought of her as like, Oh, that's lady groove. Like that's how powerful her brand is. <laughs> so I'm just having this ultimate surreal fangirl moment of sitting here with lady groove. Um, she is a former abstinence educator um, who turned into a woman-centered boudoir photographer. Um, she lives in Greenville, South Carolina, um, and which is also, like, I just, Allie and I were meant to be connected. I went to school in Greenville at a fairly conservative um, private school. Furman University, some of you might know. Uh, and so it's just surreal to be talking to someone in, in Greenville that's doing really edgy work, you know, because that was just not the culture at the school that I, the college that I went to. Um, so yeah, and, and I guess the last thing I'll say before I, I um, welcome you in, Allie, is um, I'm, who you are to me is uh, just a complete light in the world and um, a stand for women. And I totally believe um, in just the transformative power of your photography work. It, it changes lives and, um, and it's been so deeply moving to, to see, see it evolve over the years. So needless to say, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for that beautiful welcome. I will come back every night. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be here all day. <laughs> oh, what an honor. I'm really glad to be here and um, to have connected with you. And the, the last couple of podcasts that I listened to from you inspired me very deeply and made me fall even more in love with women. So thank you for what you're mm. doing. Oh. It is truly my pleasure. 
Well, um, so there's so much that I think we want to, uh, that we want to dive into today. And so just for my listeners, you know, I think we're going to, you know, take a look at, um, at, at Allie's life. And, you know, honestly, if you're listening right now and you have your phone out, you should just immediately go find Lady Groove on Instagram, just L-A-D-Y-G-R-O-G-R-O-O-V-E. Um, just because I, I, I would love for those of you who are listening to get a visual of what we're talking about here. <laughs> so do that now. Uh, okay, so now that's hopefully setting the stage. Um, so, Ali, tell me, like, what's the story of how you, uh, how a an abstinence educator creates a movement like Lady Grove? Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, it's certainly layered, but I can say that there were three main motivators, um, main driving factors that got me into Lady Group. One of them was that I had an eating disorder for um, more than 12 years of my life. And I knew that one day I would want to be a safe place for women to practice loving their bodies exactly as they were and not as they thought that they should be or what they saw, you know, in porn or magazines, mm-hmm. but not. So there was kind of that whole component to it. And then I also did, I've done a lot of trauma work around my own sexual assault and trauma and had mm-hmm. had PTSD. And so I wanted to incorporate that into Lady Groove and um, connect, you know, embodiment and connecting to yourself. And then the third one was just a whole shit ton of sexual shame, really. Mm. And um, I, I, I did shoot partner-centered boudoir for quite quite some time. My husband and I were wedding photographers, so I got lots of people wanting to shoot it as a gift. And I got so bored shooting for it, like asking them, oh, what does your partner like about you? And, and half of these people, because of the demographic that I was in and the belief systems that I, I was still in, they were like, I don't know. We haven't had sex, you know? Um, oh, I don't my know myself. And uh, so, yeah, as I started kind of taking off these layers <laughs> of shame, I stopped asking women what their partners wanted and what they liked about themselves. And I asked, what do you like about your body? And mm. when you feel connected. And I tell you what, that completely shifted every shoot from there on out. Um, so, Oh, yeah. wow. That distinction. Mm. This is powerful. It is so powerful because I think so often we're looking for, I, you know, I don't care who you are, man, woman, like we're looking for outside validation. I know I do this. I'm like, oh yeah, like men love my ass or whatever. It's like, no, what do I love? Yeah. That's yeah. so hot. What's, yeah, what's hotter and sexier than a woman who is confident and connected to her own self? And not that we don't have preference, you know, appreciate preferences from our partners and whatnot, but it just, it completely changed the tone of the shoots, the music that they wanted to listen to, the type of faces that they made because they weren't in performance mode, right? They were like, who am I and how can, can I feel connected to myself and not like, ooh, I'm, I'm in this meek little place of trying to please my partner and trying to look sexy. Yeah. I mean, how often is sex 
actually not that sick. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. And I, I also just have to say, I cannot imagine directing a photo shoot with a couple that's about to get married who has not had sex yet. Right. Like, I, and, and honestly, you know, I want people to just, just female. There was just the female, not the couple. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Oh, but I'm, I got you. Okay. They want to give it as a gift. I'm like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, no, I get it now. Okay. Um, and, and, and truly I have no judgments, right? If that's actually what people desire, you know, like I just want people to be in their desire, but I think so often that happens because of conditioning that we've received from whatever cultural institution. Right. Sure. <laughs> and, and that is the conditioning that I came from, honestly. Um, so my, my husband and I, we waited until we were married, he and I, um, not pre prior to that, to have yeah. sex. And I was at kind of as a part of my sexual liberation, which happened about halfway in. So we were married for uh, 10 years and mm -hmm. a little into halfway in, I, I started feeling like, Oh, I think I want to, I think I want to start masturbating. And mm -hmm. that was something that was a no, no. And I completely shamed him for it. No porn was allowed. There was no discussion of fantasy and what you like. We didn't look into each other's eyes for five years. Of because there was just layers and layers of shame. Right. And wow. <laughs> that's, I mean, and honestly, I want to just like, I, I want to pause here. I, I love this so much because like the, the woman I know is the woman I've been seeing, you know, like doing these photo shoots for years. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's hard for me to imagine you five years ago in that space. And at the same time, I'm like, I totally get it. Right. Like that was also me, you know, not having had an orgasm at the age of 32. Um, and all, so I really like relate to the, um, the layers of shame. So what, um, take us back to that period of time. Obviously something shifted. <laughs> you, you created some breakthroughs. So what, yeah. What did you take on? What was that like? What were the conversations like that you were having at that time? I think that for me, a lot of the sexual trauma and uh, coupled with the desire to have different sex and because I was in this context of marriage it felt really it felt more safe to explore right um mm -hmm. and yeah and so it going to therapy and beginning to ask myself what do I want where is where's the discomfort and kind of leaning into that place right so Mm. Having those conversations with a partner where you haven't shared any of that and you also don't know a lot about who you are and what you want, there's a lot of awkward conversations. There are, and even now, I mean, still, you have to have conversations that are difficult. And so it was just step by step saying uh, the first thing that I wanted to do was dance sexy by myself because I didn't even think that. Like I thought that he needed to be in the room with me in order for me to feel turned on. Oh gosh, so deep. These places were oh. so deep, right. <laughs> be still, my heart. I know. 
it's, but it, it's also, it's like, I have so much compassion though for that woman that you were, right? Like, it's like you genuinely didn't realize like you own your turn on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's a lot oh, of women. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's especially why I have thrived and, uh, in the demographic of the South specifically. Oh it's yeah. Powerful release and an opener for a lot of women. Um, yeah, yeah. So as little, little by little, uh, I told him, "Hey, I'm going to start masturbating. Hey, it's cool if you watch porn. Let's try to be mindful about it. Tell me what you like, what you don't. What's and and we just kind of started going going through that journey together. And as that was happening, Lady Group was was unfolding and. Um, behind the scenes, we were doing a lot of a lot of self work and mindfulness and and learning who we were. Wow, that is uh, that is gorgeous. Um, hmm. Well, so tell me about the um, like. I imagine there was a, a moment in time when you were like, "Okay, we're starting Lady Groove." What was that moment? like like take us back to that because sounds like you were in the process of doing some work yourself and um yeah what was that moment it was an intuitive knowing of holy shit my sexuality is not shameful it, <laughs> it is not for another human being it is for myself and also, I think this all looks and feels different than what I have experienced. And I'm ready to explore that. And I also want to bring other women along with me. And so I just knew, like, this is going to be successful. And I'm about to learn a shit ton. And I don't know anything. And that's okay. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to figure it out. So I started it. I went to New York. I found eight models, not models, but like humans. And I just photographed them for my portfolio. Started an Instagram account, came home, and then boom. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, there's much more. There's than much that. more to it. Yeah. But the experience that I created was what I wanted. It's how I wanted to be led and to. Um, have a space held so that I could surrender and so that I could be fully expressed. And um, I, I took women through a whole process before, and, and I, I still do to some degree. I will say that there have, have been some shifts lately yeah. with Lady Group and, and a lot of that to protect my own, my own space. But yeah, I had, I had women ask um, themselves and communicate to me, what do you love about your body? What do you struggle to love? How do you want to feel during this shoot? Because some people want to feel, I just want to feel like me, very authentic. Others are like, I want to feel fucking hot. And then yeah. other people say, I want to release trauma. So yeah. you've got the whole vast um, ocean of, of the intentions of women. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, and it's, I mean, just as you're, as you're speaking, I am so struck by just the possibility of this type of photography as completely transformational. 
You know, I think this is, I think photography is something that is kind of overlooked in the transformation space, you know, because it's not like, oh, a coaching program or a workshop or a whatever, you know, it's not a meditation. Um, but I just can imagine like the experience that women have being fully seen. Um, and will you share, and I, I'm, I'm actually realizing in this conversation, I'm like, for the listeners, will you share more about like what the shoots are like, your philosophy, you know, like what Lady Groove really is, if, in case the people have not checked out your Instagram yet, by the way, which is Lady Groove, for all you who are listening. <laughs> yeah, so take us into that um, to, so we can get a feel for it. Yeah. Lady Groove was, it was started to just say women are badasses and they deserve to be celebrated that way. And let's take the partner out of it and focus completely on a woman and, and photograph them in a way where they feel connected to themselves. They don't feel um, shameful for being sexual and they can celebrate who they are. And I had a studio for a really long time and women would come in we would take them through the whole, you know, I would take them through the whole process before I had an assistant who would do shopping for them online. We would create a Pinterest board. They would do the questionnaire. There would be snacks and food. And sometimes people created their own playlists or I would have something for them. And then they would come in and shoot and we would do wardrobe changes and tears and laughter. Yeah and expression and and then they would get their photos back and decide if they were comfortable with me sharing them or not. Mm, I bet that was a whole process in and of itself. For sure. For what sure. was that like? <laughs> I, I would say that it would be different for each person and sometimes people coming into it knew, yes, I want this to be shared. I want to be seen and witnessed. And, and sometimes other people were like, oh, I don't know. I want to get the pictures back. And then maybe six months down the road, they'd say, please share those. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I want to highlight, um, I know you said you kind of casually mentioned like props. Okay. But uh, just so the people know what we're talking about here. Yeah, let the people know what we're talking about here. Um, you have, I think, just some of the most innovative use of props. So it's like everyday objects. And I mean, some of my favorite ones that you've taken are like with like women and plants. <laughs> um, so tell us more about the props, Allie, like the inspiration there. Ooh, I don't know if I can share my secrets or not, but. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, whatever you want to divulge. <laughs> for sure. The props, that for me, I tend to like fruit and plants and things that are natural and unexpected, right? So I, uh -huh. I, I would say that a lot of my work is minimal, it's simple and then it's focused um, on some element of hmm that that feeling of yeah that one piece is hmm, that's kind of interesting you know so you don't mm -hmm. want the whole thing to be wacky and wild um, and and I would say that I tend to shoot in pretty triangular lines and whatnot but 
I had a huge bin of props and whatever <laughs> piqued my interest or their interest, we would do it. I mean, I had one woman who drove down, I, I can't remember, I think from New York and she brought with her rocks to do a, a cairn where you stack the stones and we sat there on the ground and she stacked her stones and she wept because she was remembering mm. her trauma. She was remembering who she is and um, she was releasing shame and I photographed it. And mm. it incredibly powerful, right? And, and honestly, in those moments where a woman is, is blooming, I often don't know, do I need to just witness this and be present or do I need to photograph it? Because there's both parts of me that wants to do, you know, to do both. Um, yeah, so that's, that's just an example of, of one of the props. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm just tearing up a little bit now, just imagining um, what it's like for a woman to be witnessed in that way. Hmm. And, and to be witnessed without the expectation of um, me having, I don't have expectations on her, right? She's yeah. not performing for me. I'm not needing to get anything out of it. You are, you're paying me to witness you and to watch you belong and to be embodied. And I just think that there's something really freeing about stripping your clothes off and not having the other party need and want something from you. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, just being, um, just being held in that way. You know, I mean, so much of my work is around masculine, feminine dynamics, and and the thing I've learned, I'm sure you've you've seen this, is like in order for our feminine to really come out and blossom, we actually have to be held by a, someone who's holding the masculine pole. And so in this case, what I hear is you just held such a beautiful container, you know, just a space in time for that sort of thing to emerge, mm -hmm. which just speaks to, and like the thing I just want to acknowledge you for, it really speaks to the, um, the, the level of intentionality and the presence and the being and the magic. That like it wasn't just like, oh, yep, like I'm here with the camera. It's like you created an experience for women to be held. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that and um, seeing the the life work you know of of what I have done and what I wanted to offer to other women it means a lot oh yeah totally it is and I would uh, to not only the undressing not only the being seen but being seen and knowing that I am going to photograph your quote unquote flaws right your cellulite mm -hmm. i'm going to love the shit out of your hanging breasts that you thought should be perky your whole life and now you know they look like torpedoes guys a lot of times and <laughs> and knowing that 
Do they not, right? <laughs> Let's just be real. real. <laughs> and yeah. I have to get moms in there who no one has ever told them, your belly is fucking beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let it come out. Don't suck it in. And I, I say often when I'm shooting, make sure you're breathing. Do not hold your stomach in. You are allowed to exist in this place and as you are. Yeah. You are. And who doesn't want that? I want that. We, th- uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I told you this before when, when I initially reached out to you, I mean, my personal philosophy is everybody needs multiple photo shoots per year, I think because it's such a beautiful way to see ourselves from our highest and our best. <laughs> totally. And photo shoots can be such a manifestation of what you want to create, what you have created over the last season or year or whatnot. And it's just a physical, here's my expression. And this is what I've learned over the past year, or this is what I want to practice embodying. Uh, and mm-hmm. shooting shooting women multiple times over the years that was fascinating as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely yeah. shifted and oh. changed each time. So <laughs> totally, totally, I love this. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I want to shift in a minute and and hear more about the the journey that you're on now currently. Um, before we do that, I I'm curious. Uh, um, I just. I hold you as a woman that has held many women through places of shame. And, um, and one of the things that I just, I really stand for in the world is, you know, giving women approval for all the parts of them, the, you know, the cellulite, the torpedo breasts, the whatever, (laughs) however we show up, um, you know, our beautiful stomachs. Um, and so I'm curious for you, um, if you think back through all of your lady group experiences, uh, what have been your biggest learnings about shame and how we move past it as women? Um, I was just listening to this podcast with Dr. Allison Ashen and she says that an acronym for shame and it just, oh, it struck me so much was. Um, should have already mastered everything. Oh my gosh, I've never heard that. Same. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is just defined my entire last decade. And wow. sh- shame colors so many things, right? So like guilt says, I've done something bad. And then, and then shame mm-hmm. says, I am bad. Right. I am wrong. I am not okay. And... That is certain. I think shame is such a beautiful gift. So if anyone is listening and they feel shame or they sense that maybe some of their motivating behaviors are, are being motivated, but their behaviors are being motivated by shame. This is such a gift, like get excited because something is wanting to release our issues are in our tissues, right? So we are able to use what our body is saying, the discomfort, the 
um, the fear, the whatever it is for you and however it shows up in your body, it wants to release. And I mean, there's so many modalities, right? To really mm -hmm. share. For me specifically, body worship has been a powerful one. Mm. So it's just sitting in the mirror naked and looking in your eyes, looking at your body, talking to the body parts, connecting to each one. Um, especially if you have disgust or hate for a certain body part. That's been mm. one of my main rules. Have you done that? Wow. I have not done a, a like, I've done other, I've done um, some of Louise Hay's like mirror work, but this is, uh, which is really just looking at your face, you know, and being in relationship with yourself and loving yourself that way. But this, I love this. It's like taking it to another level and it's a full body experience. For sure. Very powerful. Highly recommend. Yeah. So wow. uh, dancing, that's been a huge thing for me because I had a desire and I know that what such a cornerstone of your heart and your podcast have to do with, with desire, right? So yeah. listening to your desires, what does it want? The fact that I, I had fantasies and was so shamed around those and didn't know how, what they meant, or that uh, I didn't have to actually act on them. That was hugely freeing, huge, like the, sh the shame released in so many ways. This can be a teacher. I can learn. Uh, I can see what I really want. And mm. I would say pleasure mapping, that, that has been mm. a big one. Are you familiar? Tell me, wait, is that, a, is that the Danielle Laporte thing? Or is that something else I'm thinking about? I actually don't know. No, no, that's desire mapping, I think. Okay, tell me what pleasure mapping is, Allie. Mm, mapping. <laughs> you can do a bone or you can do with a partner. And it's going through from top to bottom of your body and touching yourself and seeing what you like and what you don't mm. like. Like, mm. oh, you might actually really, really deeply enjoy your shins being touched. Or you also may touch the bottom of your belly button and realize that that creates tons of feelings of discomfort. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just a mindful meditation mm -hmm. of what is my body and, and what does she like and what does she have to say? Oh my gosh. I love this. I, I do something called a pleasure buffet. <laughs> hey, tell me I'm interested which I just I don't know I just made it up um but I like to get a variety I gather lots of things from my house you know some I have like some BDSM toys you know and things but then also you can just use regular household objects you know like a a cheese grater or a spoon or I mean a feather duster you know it can be anything okay. <laughs> and then, um, and then you can like blindfold yourself if you feel comfortable and then just have your partner, um, just try different sensations all over your body. And then you can also add in a practice of, uh, making adjustments like, Oh, could I have it a little harder or a little softer? And so it's a great way to, like you said, kind of learn your body, but then also, um, to practice communication with your partner which who even knew that was a thing 
<laughs> Literally. Yeah, my voice matters. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Love this. You just gave us three incredible practices. Take these on, people. <clears throat> I took notes for myself. Okay. Um, so love that. Well, okay. So tell me, um, I know you're in a, in a different place in your journey right now, and you're in some unknown, uncharted territories. Tell us, tell us about like where we, you know, find you today. I'm, I'm so present to the kind of the journey that you went on with Lady Groove, and uh, and now we're in a pandemic. Things are weird. Um, tell me, things are weird. Yes. <laughs> well, I would say. 2020 for me was one of the one of the hardest and also one of the most deeply satisfying soul awakening joyful experiences of my life. I lost mm. both of my grandmothers. We buried oh. both, both of both grandmothers. Yeah. And I also buried an 11-year relationship. Mm. And at the beginning of of 2020 and I also began a corporate job. So in 2019, at the end of it, I knew that 2020 was going to be a shifting year and I, I needed to be surrounded by other humans. So mm -hmm. one thing with, with being a photographer, it can be quite an isolating uh, mm -hmm. journey. Even you're, ex you're like exporting a lot to people, but when you don't have that community, that was important for my mental health. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I went into a corporate job as well in 2020. So lots of shifts. So now yeah. I'm in the place of, okay, I've taken care of myself over the last year and I'm learning much more about just all the different facets of, of what I bring to the table and also what I learned from that iteration of Lady Group. And so the future is unknown for me for, for what that looks like. And I'm thriving in it. I'm excited. I'm not going to stop shooting. So I, I began shooting again at, at the end of 2020. I'm booked through April and that's going well. And also I think a part of me wants to just keep playing with the, the things that I'm learning personally, right? I love to play. Oh my gosh. So the, for those, okay. So I realized this is an audio podcast, so you can't see Allie's body right now, but I just uh, need you to just be alerted at just like how beautifully she's moving her body here. Just as you speak about this, Allie, I can just feel you, Thank you. so deeply. Thank you. It's like watching you move. I'm like, we're just, I, we're on Zoom here. I'm in LA, Ali's in Greenville, but just watching you and the way you move your body and the way you emote is just stunning. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I was in the shower the other day and you were talking about the feminine and masculine and it, correct me if, if I'm, if I'm, uh, miss you know un, not uneducated in this in any way or, or saying it incorrectly but I realized 
wow, for the past five years, I really have been operating in such a masculine role. And I don't mm-hmm. see that as bad or good. And I don't right. think that I'll come out of that. But I also realized I need to balance that personally with surrender and with mm. my own with my own feminine expression. And I love standing, I love standing in the space of reading another female's energy and the highs and the lows of it. I love protecting her. I love making sure I'm producing, right? I'm producing an mm-hmm. image. And, and so I love all of these things. But I was also thinking <laughs> that maybe I'll try playing around with not being the director and allowing, it doesn't even have to be a female. So that's one of the things that has changed is that I've, I've expanded it to be yeah. more than female gender as long as I feel safe mm-hmm. and let that person move and be free and let their body speak how they want to be photographed. Mm. And I take that element of direction out of it. And I don't know if it'll, if it'll last yeah. and somehow it'll incorporate to both. But I was just thinking that could be a super fun new avenue of creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, a, this is a really fun study in masculine feminine dynamics. Um, and, at, you know, when I asked you a few minutes ago, like, where do we find you right now? Like what, I, what it seems like you know, like you said, is that you're really um, looking to channel your feminine even more and just to be in a surrendered state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Personally, it's, and I don't mean this in, in a way that diminishes anything that I've done with Lady Group, but I have witnessed and allowed others to surrender for five years. And it is my time to mm-hmm. do. And so I, oh. I, I want to do it in both ways. <laughs> I, can, I cannot wait to see what comes out of this phase of your business. Um, yeah, because I, I, we're, we are in a inside of a culture where it's like okay you build a business and you gotta work hard and effort and hold the masculine pole and you know entrepreneurship and gary v's out there telling us to work really hard (laughs) you know and um, and there's some real you know beautiful things that can be created from that right And, and i did that for so many years you know in my in my business i mean i was just on coaching calls all day and like i kind of thought that was the, that was what I had to do to be successful. And, and the thing about surrender is that like surrender doesn't mean do nothing. Surrender is, I just, I think it's the most advanced pose out there. And if you can surrender to whatever is coming, like from God or your higher power, through your body that wants to be channeled in your business like that is that's the ultimate i think for sure and and also the idea of surrender actually enables you to have your power back so you don't lose Mm -hmm. power 
and surrender. You still maintain that. It's just fucking beautiful. It really is. And there was something that you, that you said that sparked me. Yeah. I spent, I have spent so many years in, in the idea and the belief system of perfectionism and of curating something and building a brand, which there's nothing wrong with those things. And whatever brand comes next, I, I will implement those things, but I am currently in a season of uncurated alley, dirty, <laughs> messy, unbound, you know, this, this place of, I do not have it figured out. I could see myself going down the role of like some kind of sex therapist or embodiment coaching or somatic experience or yogic whatnot or there's just so many ways that I could incorporate play who Mm. who doesn't want to have like a play session or hey why don't you come to me and learn how to be your most authentic self in front of me while I photograph you you can do whatever you want you can be as ugly as you possibly think that you can be and feel authentic and connected and I'll hold space for that I don't know there's just so many different different habits yeah, I mean, like I said, when we first spoke, like we are meant to be connected in a variety of ways. I just, I deeply, deeply trust that. And I so see you just, yeah, in this world. I don't know, like coaching, healing, somatic experiences, messiness. Your mess, Ali, feels incredible. Thank you. It does. You know, and, and like, I, so <laughs> oh my yeah, God, and, I've been doing this practice of eating so free, right? Like a burger or a salad or whatever it is, and just let it drip down your whole face and animal. I have gotten so primal this year. <gasps> oh and my God. It's where I belong. It really is my most authentic version of me is just like ketchup dripping down my face or oh my gosh. hung out during sex or just doing whatever it is that you think that you desire, you want to do, but are afraid to, or how it might look and how people might receive it. Finding mm-hmm. that place of authenticity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to say one more note for the women who are listening. Um, All you women out there, you know, I talk about filling up as a woman and getting your nutrients and and women are like, but what what does that really mean? This is what that means. (laughs) Right now, what you're doing, Allie, is just the ultimate feminine filling up. I can feel your hunger. I can like, I can see this just animalistic thing in you. And it is so refreshing. It is so hot. And I really want to just give all women out there who are listening to this approval to bring that side out. It takes courage to be Mm -hmm. in this. Definitely, definitely. Uh, recently, I heard Matthew McConaughey say something. This is 
completely off, but like be wild, be free, go to the extreme of, of weirdness, just do it in a padded room. Yeah. Right? So like, create a container and a space where it doesn't mean that we all go streaking constantly and like bark like dogs. I don't know. Maybe that's your thing, but do it in a way that says, mm. all right, I'm giving myself one hour to let my shit out. What do I want to do? Yes. This is, yeah, this is so hot. Well, and you know, as we start to wrap up, what advice would you give to women who are just, who are hungry and want to touch this thing inside of themselves? To narrow it down to one thing, I would say gift yourself with the belief of believing yourself right? Mm. Believe your intuition. Don't write it off as I'm crazy or something's wrong with me or, you know, all the stories that we tell ourselves as women because we haven't been taught to believe ourselves. You don't have to do anything crazy. You start so small. Mm. Oh, I have so much more to say, but wow, (laughs) that, that one thing, gift yourself with the gift of believing yourself, your intuition. Yeah. The perfectionist means like, oh, you should have said it different, right? Like, oh my gosh, stop. And then it's like, what the fuck? Just are you kidding me? Yourself. (laughs) That's, that's a lady groove quotable right there. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh amazing Allie you are such a gift in the world count me in your circle of supporters and backers um I just I cannot wait to see what else wants to come out of you for sure you know you <laughs> might you might have me traveling out to California to do some girl <laughs> or some kind of witnessing of of humans so stay tuned I'm feeling it I'm feeling it amazing well um so people are interested in your work um it sounds like you're you're pretty booked up right now it sounds like is that true I am I'm currently booked to April and I'll I'll be taking small doses so people can be uh watch my Instagram stories and I'll post when I'm okay, great. shooting. And in the past, people have traveled from all over. I don't, I don't know. I've been <laughs> being locally right now, but I'm open. Yeah. I know. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Okay. Amazing. Anything else that you want to share um, about how people should connect with you or what you want to be receiving from the world right now? Just anything people should know. <laughs> mm. The best way to connect with me would be through Instagram or going on my website, IamLadyGroove.com, sending an inquiry to me. As far as what I'm wanting, Mm. I am currently manifesting surrender um, and Mm. connection. Mm. I am manifesting embodiment and vulnerability with me and all of the relationships 
that I'm mm-hmm. becoming entangled with mm-hmm. and, and authenticity, right? Amazing. My, those are my big things. Thank you for letting me express that, for being oh. such a holder of my life and my life's work. I honor that and I so look forward to watching you unfold. Oh, thank you. It's totally my pleasure. It is. It's a good <laughs> life. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for joining, and we will see you on another episode. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.